Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. You say contempt is so lethal to love that it ought to be outlawed. I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! A lot of times we do that, don't we? We kind of belittle, we let the things fester, we aren't willing to talk about it when sometimes we just need to kind of shut up about it. You clinking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk! Well, there is no question about it. If you're in a married relationship, you understand that uh, sometimes things between you and your spouse get a little heated, and sometimes there is conflict, and uh, and sometimes we uh, use words that we often regret later in trying to communicate our true feelings in the moment. But what do you do? Do you look at the conflict head on and say, we're going to try to deal with this, or do you just try to avoid it altogether? Well, Dr. Les Parent is a big believer in using conflict to actually strengthen your marriage. And today on the Homeward Broadcast, Les will be joining Dr. Jim Burns here for a conversation about that very, very issue. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh, and now let's get into it. Part one of Dr. Jim Burns' two-part conversation with Dr. Les parent here on Homeward. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Very happy today to have Les Parrott with us. We're talking about using conflict to strengthen your marriage. That's going to get our attention because we all have conflict. Kathy and I talk about having a high-maintenance marriage. We've been married for 39 years, but yet we still have a high-maintenance marriage. And doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you got to work on it, where we all have conflict. They've written a great new book. Les and Leslie Parrott have written the book, The Good Fight, How Conflict Can Bring You Closer. And I'm going to highly recommend that. Roger's going to tell you more about that later. Uh, Les is a psychologist. He's the co-founder of the Center for Relationship Development at Seattle Pacific University, co-author of numerous best-selling books, My Favorite Marriage Person. I don't say that on this program at all. But uh, Les and Leslie have written some wonderful things. Love Talk, Crazy, Good Sex, and uh, Save Your Marriage Before It Starts, which is also not only a great book, but also a whole program. Les and his wife, Dr. Leslie Parrott, are the proud parents of two sons, and they make their home in Seattle, Washington. Les, great to have you on the program. Hey, Jim. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And by the way, you said uh, you guys have a high-maintenance marriage. Like, that's something unique. You think you're the only <laughs> ones on the planet with that? No. In fact, when we say high-maintenance marriage, uh, we were talking this weekend at a conference, marriage conference, both Kathy and I, and as soon as I say high-maintenance marriage, they all, people start, you know, nodding, <laughs> hitting each other, and, you know, that's kind of the line. I don't think I've ever met a low-maintenance marriage. Now, is it, well, you know what? A low-maintenance marriage, especially as we talk about conflict, may be a marriage that's dying because well, nobody's putting any energy into it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, we all have conflict. I mean, that's the reason we wrote this book. It, exactly. It doesn't matter how loving you are, you're going to have friction, and the fur's going to fly every once in a while in your relationship, no matter how well, kind you are. You're exactly right. And what amazed me is I read your book cover to cover, and I don't get the chance to read every book cover to cover when we talk to somebody. But one of the things that you said was you said the average married couple has, well, at least an argument or argues, and it could be big argument, small argument, 312 times a year. Yeah. And what you're saying is all married couples fight, but they need to learn to fight fair. Right. Unpack that for a minute. Yeah, you know, it, and that's, that's research. That's not just 
psychologists sitting around right. in armchairs thinking, right. I wonder how many times people do that. This right. is hard research. We know that small little nagging kind of contentious little conversations happen on average for most couples 312 times a year. So we all have fights. In fact, you know, I, I often, you know, when you've probably experienced this too, you're at a live event someplace and you're speaking on conflict and a couple will come up afterwards and say, hey, we've never fought, right. you know, and we've been married for 12 years or whatever it is. And, and I always, you know, I never say it, but I always want to say, well, what are you guys hiding from each other, right. you know? Right. Um, because if you're authentic, if you're genuine, uh, you're not always going to see eye to eye on everything. We're too complex as human beings yes. to not have some, some conflict. Now, that doesn't mean we can handle conflict in different ways where it's not as contentious maybe as other couples, but we all have, have conflict. In fact, my favorite verse in the Bible on conflict is Romans 12, verse 18, where it says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, try to live at peace with everyone. And I like that verse, Jim, because... I don't know of another verse that has more qualifiers. Than that <laughs> That's so you know, good. If it's possible, if it's possible. it depends on you. Try, give it a shot. Try. You know, do what you yeah. can. You're going to have conflict. Right. Well, you're so you're so right because you know marriage is complex. I was mentioning before the uh, broadcast that my daughter is getting married here in a week and a half, and um, somebody came up to her recently, and she had. They said, "Oh, you're getting married. It's just so hard. It's really tough," and didn't say anything <laughs> like congratulations. And my my daughter was, you know, kind of upset about it. And I said, well, that's not really the way to, to do it. But what they're saying is that, you know, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Wouldn't trade it for anything. But you're going to have to be working at it. Right. And you have to be intentional on it. And, you know, I, there's a quote that, that you have in your book uh, by Mary Case that says, no pressure, no diamonds. And, and in reality, a little pressure makes a marriage better, doesn't it? Conflict can, can make marriage more intimate. Well, and that's the big promise of this book. We we actually say that conflict is the price you pay for a deeper level of intimacy. Mm, like if you know how to fight a good fight, you can actually use it to your advantage and truly bring your spirits closer together, which seems so paradoxical, but it's so true. And those couples, again, we know this from research, those couples that fight well together have a stronger bond. And, uh, you know, most couples think, oh, the goal is to avoid conflict altogether, but it's really not. It's about how you fight, not whether. You right. Fight. Well, you know, you even said something less in your book where you quoted something that said 93% of couples who fight dirty will be divorced within 10 years. I think it was a conversation you were having with uh, somebody who's, who's up your way, John Gottman, who does so much on that. But that, you know, that's incredible. We, and the problem is, is nobody really teaches us how to fight fair. Right. And so we have all these bad habits or we didn't learn from our parents because they, you know, didn't do it right. And so in some ways, we need to learn what a, what a good fight is compared to what a bad fight is. Because, you know, I was reading your book. You have a section on good fight, bad fight. Yeah. You know, for me, and I'm a person who speaks sometimes on this subject, you know, I, I had to look at it and say, okay, now what, what is a good fight? What is a bad fight? Right. What is a good fight? You know, that it was so funny because, you know, how you struggle to find a, a book title and, and to really get a hook that you can... You know, put the cookies on the bottom shelf and make sure that yeah. the information that we're gathering is going to be accessible and usable. And, and Leslie and I, as we were writing this, we thought, you know, what's the difference? We, we talk about, you know, this idea of a good fight and a bad fight, but what is the difference? And we couldn't find anybody that had kind of um, extrapolated the differences between those two. And so we, we kind of put this little chart together. It's in the book of the different goals between a good fight and a bad fight, the attitude, the the demeanor, the side effects, the results, and there's a lot of differences. And, and for example, the goal of a, of a good fight, of course, is to resolve the fight. Uh, the goal of a bad fight is to win. 
And uh, I don't know about you, but I tend to fall into that. Right. I want to show you I won and how I won and why I'm the winner, you know. Right. And so there's these fundamental differences. Um, the side effect of a good fight is it eases the tension. In a bad fight, if you think about it, it escalates the tension. Because whenever you have a winner, that means you got a loser. Yeah. Yeah. And that means you both lose. Right. So you kind of have your spouse as the enemy as opposed to trying to get resolve the conflict. You, you know, there's a there's an enemy and it's right. not your, it shouldn't be your spouse. It should be the conflict. But what we tend to do is is want to win. And, and there, there's a with that. And we could talk so much about this. But in some ways, the issue is is pride. Yes. Yeah. We call it pride fighting uh, because that is such a huge barrier to fighting a good fight. Um, it's it's the. It's the key ingredient to a bad fight is pride. And so we spend a, a little bit of time on that. In fact, one of the things we, we did, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this, but we put this app together for your smartphone so that you can actually, you know, since everybody's carrying a smartphone, why not have the tools at your fingertips to fight a good fight when you need them? And so we have a little piece of this app is called uh, Owning Your Piece of the Chaos Pie, and, a, and that helps you kind of with this, you know, kind of pride issue. And then we have the pride-o-meter, where you actually measure the amount of pride in a conflict. So you have to have some discipline and some willpower to want to see that. But uh, that's a key, key factor for sure. You know, it's interesting. And you mentioned the word app. And one of the things I love about the book, The Good Fight, and yet at the same time, we're having a conversation about, you know, conflict and, and having that good fight. It's not just about selling a book. It's not this is not an infomercial. But one of the things I loved about it, and as I signed up for my app because I got a book and so I got the little uh, code, I think yeah. it's like a seven letter and number code. So what you're saying is there's more to it. I can with the, the app now I've signed up for the app, but I haven't looked at it yet. So yeah. when I sign up, I can I can find out what the like I circled stuff on pride so I can find out what my pride uh, meter, oh, meter uh, is when I go to the app. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, and what you do, it's it's actually like 28 apps in one, wow. and it's just called the Good Fight app. You know how everybody's kind of focused on their big social network. This little app is designed for the world's smallest social network, and that's you and your spouse. And uh, if you think about it, Nobody really cares what you had for lunch today, you know, when you tweet that out. But your spouse does. Yeah. You know, he or she's interested in that. Right. And so we've really focused on this capacity uh, with technology for the two of you to have these little short bursts of experience where you're working on your relationship but actually making it fun. Some of them are, are truly their games. Yeah. And, and by the way, we spent more time and energy on developing the app than we did the book. You know what, we just, spent a uh, lot of time on the book. So yeah. As I look through it, I, I, I assumed that that would be the case. Yeah, and so it's video-driven and little short snippets. Yeah, and so, really yeah, this, this... It's really uh, good. And it actually comes. It's the, you know, the price $12 or whatever, but the, it's, it doesn't cost any more when you buy the book. No, it's free with the book, and right. that's for both you and your, your partner. Right. And if you just go to the app store and buy it by itself, it's, it is $12. It's really right. robust. I mean, yeah. you know... Great. That it's the great. kind of thing that, uh, and we're getting, it's so fun because you get instant feedback from people. We know how many people are using it, and we yeah. know what they're doing with it, and just as a group. And then we hear from people that, uh, you know, send us notes on it. So um, it's really been a cool tool that, so far. That is so great. Hey, listen, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. We're going to get into meat of this. The book is called The Good Fight, How Conflict Can Bring You Closer. We're talking today with Les Parrott. We're talking about using conflict to strengthen your marriage. Yes, strengthen your marriage and bring some int more intimacy to it. And by the way, guys, when we say the word intimacy, we're not just talking about sex. That's a part of intimacy. But intimacy is connection. And how do you get 
closer and how do you become more connected and literally the person in my book in the world to be talking to today is Dr. Les Parrott. Privileged to have him with us. Certainly are, Jim, and this is a great book, The Good Fight. And I know even uh, for for people who have been through relationships that didn't work out, I mean, it's good to know what it's like to take these principles and put them together and and use them to find out what your your, uh, conflict style is and and figure that out with your spouse, too. Uh, Great insight from Dr. Les Parrott, and we were just getting warmed up here. We're halfway through today's program, and this is a two-part conversation, so we'll do this on this program and the next edition of the Homeward Broadcast. The book is called the good fight. You can go to lessonlesley.com for more information about the parrots. And uh, we've got a link today on our website. So if you go to homeward.com and hit the radio broadcast tab, when you get right into the radio broadcast section, you'll see that today's program says Dr. Les Parrot. Go ahead and click on that name. It'll take you right to lessonlesley.com. And you can learn more about the, they're very prolific authors. And uh, as a husband and wife team, she's a marriage and family therapist. Les is a psychologist. Uh, they bring tremendous insight, but they do it in such a way that it's very relatable and very practical. And this is part of the reason why Dr. Jim Burns highly recommends anything written by Les and Leslie Parrott. Their new book is called The Good Fight. We recommend it. It's up on our website, as they say, at homeword.com. And when we continue, more of this conversation on using conflict to strengthen your marriage as Homeward continues. I think the red dress is kind of snug. But the blue dress doesn't really look right this time of year. Either one is fine with me. Oh, I can't make up my mind. Then why don't you buy another dress? I'm not talking about the dress. I'm saying I'm feeling fat. (laughs) Well, why is it that husbands and wives have such a hard time trying to communicate with each other? Well, listening is only half the battle. The key to effective communication involves really hearing what your spouse is trying to communicate with you. Listen with a non-judgmental attitude, and that's a tough one. Make eye contact with your spouse when they're talking with you, and how about showing appreciation that your spouse is confiding in you? As you begin using these principles when you communicate with your spouse, you're on your way to creating an intimate marriage. A marriage where each spouse feels cared for and that at least one other person in the world is always there to listen. I'm Jim Burns from Homeward, and for a free copy of my new tip sheet, Creating an Intimate Marriage, go to Homeward.com. Welcome back. I'm Jim Burns, Dr. Les Parrott with us today. We're talking about using conflict to strengthen your marriage. And uh, oh my goodness, do we need to learn to strengthen our marriage? And so many of us struggle with conflict. Les Parrott is the psychologist. He's a co-founder of the Center for Relationship Development at Seattle Pacific University. He and his wife, Dr. Leslie Parrott, have written great books. I always say that these are the books that I pass out to people. In fact, one Christmas, we passed this out to our key donors at Homeward. We didn't pass out a Jim Burns book. We actually passed out a Leslie Leslie Parrott book because I felt it was so key and so important. So always a privilege to have him on the broadcast, and we haven't had him on for a while. You know, uh, Les, as we're talking about conflict. You say sometimes the best way to deal with conflict is just simply to agree to disagree. And actually, I love that because the the truth is, is that there are times when Kathy and I are different people. I mean, I'm an extrovert. She's an introvert. You know, I look at life, you know, kind of at 50,000 foot level. She loves to do the, you know, detail work. And there are just things, even in our kids' education, um, on our marriage, there are just things that we've sort of had to learn to agree to disagree. You tend to say that's okay as long as we're not harboring resentment toward each other. Yeah, it has to be, you know, a true win-win when mm-hmm. you do that yeah. and you both understand it. By the way, I had never known the origin of that phrase, 
you know, let's agree to disagree until I was doing research on this book and discovered that it was two theologians. It was John Wesley and George Whitfield. I love that illustration. Say, yeah, tell, tell us that illustration. Sidebar, but then let's, and we'll come back. Yeah, it was from 1770, and, and these two had some doctrinal differences and so forth. But here they were, you know, still two, two brothers in Christ. And, and so they use that phrase, let's agree to disagree. And, of course, that's common parlance these days and, and certainly applies to married couples because there's going to be issues that we don't always see eye to eye on. And rather than just continually stepping on each other's toes on the issue, we just go, okay, let's just agree to disagree on that. Yeah. And there's certain things in every marriage that uh, are like that. Now, hopefully you can find some places where you can both bend and flex and give in right. so that uh, it's not just a stalemate, but there might be those issues we just go, we got to agree to disagree. Yeah. And really, you're resolving the conflict that way. You know, Kathy and I did that with uh, education. Kathy's an educator, and her style of education in terms of even thinking about our kids as they were growing up was a tad bit different than mine, and we were fighting on it all the time, and we were having conflict. And one day I went, wait, she's an educator. She's really qualified to do this. She doesn't have the same opinion as me, but why am I pushing her on this. I'm just going to, I trust my wife so much. I'm just going to let her do the, you know, kind of manage the education side. Right. And plus I couldn't do sixth grade math, but you know, that's another story. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. But the fascinating thing was, is we, we still disagree to, to this day on some of the education things. Our kids have gotten through college. They did very, very well. And our conflict is resolved because I went, okay, I'm just going to, you know, was it submit or, you know, we mutually submit to one another. I mutually submitted and said, this is your gig. Now, when it comes to some of the th finances in our house, Kathy feels the same way. She's not always thinking I make the best decisions. But at this point, she goes, look, it, I trust him. We've been married for all this time. You know, he hasn't bankrupted us yet. So she just allows that to happen. So we, we don't agree, but, you know, we resolved where there's just not going to be conflict about it. Yeah, and that's so key. And in fact, I've even seen parents who, you know, like you guys, are, you're describing with you two, uh, where they disagree on the tactics of how to parent, and they have literally traded off week to week. Let me, let me, let's go with our, my system this week. Let's go with your system next yeah. week and kind of experiment a little bit. Well, that's a pretty good way to work things through, too. And so the whole idea is just to get to a win-win so there's no tension and you reduce the amount of friction. And, of course, you're joining your spirits together. Yeah. You're cooperating. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we do it the way a lot of people do it, which is bring contempt into it. Uh, you say contempt is so lethal to love that it ought to be outlawed. But a lot of times we do that, don't we? We kind of belittle. We, we, we let the things fester. We aren't willing to, to talk about it when sometimes we just need to, well, be quiet and kind of shut up about it. Well, that's true. And that really comes from research from our friend John Gottman, who right. has shown just the, the toxicity of contempt. That's, contempt is anything that makes you feel about an inch tall. It's belittling, yeah. it's usually right. sarcastic, and right. hey, way to go, Einstein, regular genius, aren't you? You right. know, and, right. and you roll your eyes, and, and it just, it's infuriating to be on the receiving end of that. Uh, and, and that, by the way, it really gets to what we call the core of yes. a good fight. And when we say core, that's, that's four letters, C-O-R-E. Each of those stands for an, an ingredient that is essential to fighting a good fight. You want to run through those real I quick? I do. Cooperation, ownership, respect, and empathy. Why don't yeah. you unpack those for us? Yeah, so cooperation, this is all about that win-win that we've been talking about. Ownership uh, is also about what we were talking about in the previous segment of, of pride. You've got to own your piece of the chaos pie. And on the app that we have that goes with this book, there's literally a pie, a picture of a pie, yeah. and you drag your finger around and you, you own how many slices of this chaos 
that we're in the midst of right now that you're willing to say, okay, I own this much. Why is that important? Because even if you can say, I own one slice of the chaos pie right now, and you take that kind of ownership, it begins to to kind of thaw the tension in the relationship. Because even the partner that's thinking, well, you should own a whole lot more than that, goes, all right, at least they're owning up to some of this. And then that leads us to the R, C-O-R. R is respect, and that's, you know, about this belittling stuff, that caustic stuff we just spoke of. And then finally, E, C-O-R-E. E stands for empathy. And, uh, Jim, you've heard me talk about empathy before. This is what I see as the number one skill set that people need to be effective in relationships. That capacity to put yourself in another person's shoes, see the world from their perspective. And one of the things we know from research is 90% of the time, think about this, nine times out of ten, a conflict is totally resolved if all we do is accurately see it from our partner's perspective. Now, the key there is accurately. When you accurately understand how your partner is viewing this, the, the conflict dissipates. That's the power of empathy. Yeah. You know, it, you're so right, and we, we just have to get in our spouse's shoes sometimes. I, I have a, My wife has her best friend in the world, and they did junior high, high school, and college together. And, and then we used to say when they got married, Kathy, to me and her best friend to this other guy, we used to say, the guys used to say, you know, they actually probably like each other better, but, you know, they have to put up with us. And we just, you know, it's fun. I mean, they just love each other. <laughs> right. Well, and they and the family lives up in, in your neck of the woods, up in the Seattle area, actually Snoqualmie. Yeah. She died of pancreatic cancer. And Kathy was there nine times that year and was actually on the bed reciting Psalm 23 when she died and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And Kathy had just had, that, that next year was just rough. She grieved it, and there were some other things that took place in our life. Our church, we had, had a split, and, you know, just a bunch of things that yeah. bugged her. And what I remember doing, one day we were on a walk, and I, I kept trying to fix Kathy, and I am a fixer, and I want to fix it. And I had the answers, I was pro- and I probably had the right answers. But instead, I tried something else. I just said, Kathy, I can only imagine how hard it is. I've never lost my best friend. And, and really, I know this best friend is one who's closer than a brother or sister, and I just feel so bad for you. And, you know, I feel bad about the church and I'm all bugged about it. But really, you lost your Bible study. You did this and that. And, and I just told her what she'd, she'd been telling me for, you know, half a year. She stopped. She started to cry. She held me. And it's funny because we're married, but it was like an awkward moment in front of a bunch of people by the harbor. We live in Dana Point, California, where there's a harbor. Right. And, you know, that was a change point for her. And it was just because of empathy. Yeah, and again, it took me six weeks or six months to figure that out instead of just trying to you know fix it. But I think you're right. Uh, that's a pretty good uh, timeline to get a lock on empathy because that is one tough skill to master. Yeah. And but you're exactly right. You saw the power in that situation, and so think about that when you and, and I got to tell you, here I am. I'm a psychologist. I'm married to a marriage and family therapist, and you know sometimes people say, "Do you guys ever fight?" Like, like within the last hour, when? You know, and so uh, to put this into practice can be so challenging, but it really is powerful. And um, that's one of the reasons we just felt compelled to write this book. Well, it is a great book. We're going to take a break. Roger's going to tell our audience about this book. It's called The Good Fight, How Conflict Can Bring You Closer. And what you may want to do is, I mean, it's everywhere, but what you may want to do is go to lessandlesley.com, pick it up there and look at all the other incredible things that this organization has. I mean, we're talking about books, yes, but much more than books. There's all kinds of uh, resources if you go to lessonlesley.com that can help uh, you 
when it comes to from the app that we've talked about, but also uh, marriage mentoring, uh, love talk in terms of more communication. I love, love the stuff that they do on saving your marriage before it starts. And again, there's books on it, but there's a lot more to it at all. So go to lessandlesley.com. We'll let, I'm stealing some of Roger's thunder. Roger, you go ahead and talk about it. Okay, I will. Well, actually, we do have it up on our site. So if you didn't get the uh, the site there from what Jim just uh, referred you to, go to homeward.com, hit the radio broadcast section. When you see today's program listed, you'll see the name Last Parent. Click on that takes care of everything for you. It's very, very simple to do. Also, if you're looking for a resource that can help you in your marriage to grow stronger each and every day, uh, this is a great gift, especially this time of year. If there's a couple in your world that's getting married, maybe uh, maybe you've got a son who's getting married or daughter, and uh, you want to give them a resource to kind of help them get off to a good start, highly recommend Dr. Jim Burns' book, Closer, the book that he wrote with his wife, Kathy. It's a weekly devotional book. It's 52 faith conversation starters for couples designed to help you grow stronger in the spiritual component of your marriage. You can order a copy of Jim and Kathy Burns' book, Closer, from our online resource center and support the ministry of Homeward at the same time. And for more information on that, go to homeward.com. And now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.